everybody, you're listening to so many sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. I'm David. Uh, Still humming the theme. (laughs) What? I love that so many sequels theme. Oh, it's a good song. We play it every time here in the the studio. (laughs) Yeah, it's good. Um, (laughs) I wanted to start out with something funny, but I don't have anything funny, I guess. We're going to talk about today one of the... Worst movies ever. <laughs> no, one of the best movies ever. Oh, it's so great. It's a contentious discussion. So we, if you're following us, you know by now that we're mm. in the thicket of Superman. Um, Superman 3 is this week. We did Superman 1 and 2 already. You can go back and listen to those. Superman 2 is especially fun because one of us being me watched a different movie. <laughs> but the same. But this time we're talking about Superman 3. Released in 1983, uh, again Christopher Reeves re, 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 uh, Christopher Reeve returning as Superman slash Clark Kent, and really pretty much most of the people main characters returning. Sans Gene Hackman is does not return as Lex Luthor. A couple others, but um, no Otis. We get what yeah. is that? What happened to Otis? Yeah, Margot Kidder Who's is uh, more or less not that much. Yeah, Margot Kidder as Lois Lane makes a very brief appearance in the beginning. But more importantly, we're introduced to Richard Pryor's character. Yes. Um, August Gus. Gorman. August right. Gorman, that's Gus. it. Just straight up guest. You did not straight no. up guest. Well, August I didn't make Gorman. it up. Like, I vaguely remembered. Uh, for some reason, he's in this movie. Maybe <laughs> I can we'll... tell you exactly the reason. Yeah, you couldn't, though. You couldn't. I couldn't tell you why anybody <laughs> thought it was a good idea, but I could tell you the chain of events that led to it I mean, happening. I can tell. I can tell you why financially he's in the movie, but uh, yeah. for, as a story purpose, he does not serve one. Oh, right, right, right. From that uh, point of so, view. So here's the here's the gist: Superman three, because uh, apparently not many people actually watch this movie. Um, is full blown camp. Yes. Richard Lester is still in charge. He's still at the helm. He's fully in the helm now, though. Fully on the helm. <laughs> Superman 2, he only got to, like, half exert his influence on it because it was half filmed and yada yada. Why? So this is his, like, I'm running this show and I want it to be stupid. <laughs> I think he must have generally thought that because it's very campy. So let's just start off with, as usual, <laughs> everybody's one word to describe Superman 3. I feel like my word is can't might get qualified as not technically a word, but it's lol, 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 Garrett, lol. I don't have a word because no word has been invented to describe my feelings for this. So I'm just gonna say bad. There you go, bad. It's not fun. It's not a good word, but like <laughs> truly, I don't have words. Andrew. No! <laughs> oh, man. Well, what was the other one you described with that word? Avengers. Avengers, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Two different... They use the same word. Two different prepare. tones were used for them. Uh, one was in reverence, one is in anger. <laughs> overwhelming. Let's just put it like that. Overwhelming. Yeah. Mine is silly. It's just silly. Silly is a good... And not in a necessarily good, good way. So no. Superman 3 has a stupid plot. It's about... <laughs> Um, <laughs> Superman is living his Superman life. Lois Lane is like going to get shipped off somewhere so that she's absent for the Costa Rica. Film. She's going to Costa Rica so they don't have to pay her for the full filming, I assume. And uh, Richard Pryor is there because he wanted to be. That's the gist. Um, Richard Pryor is really good with computers because one time he did something cool on accident. <laughs> and the main bad guy, who is great value, Lex Luthor, decides he wants to take <laughs> over the world by destroying the supply of coffee beans in Colombia through a weather satellite that will destroy the, the... Basically, he'll create storms and destroy the coffee beans. You know that old adage. That's just... Take that's over just, the world, you do destroy the coffee. That's just part one of his overall plan. Yeah. Then he decides to take over the oil industry. That's true, but we can't stress enough how important coffee beans are. Yes. <laughs> Superman's like, what's up? You can't do that. But guess what? Superman has a new suddenly weird uh, symptom of kryptonite exposure, which is he becomes a dick. <laughs> and he's like, I don't want to help anymore. And he's mean Superman yes. for a while. Yes, I love petty mean Superman. <laughs> so then, as you can imagine, Superman wins and saves the day. And that's what this movie's about. Let's get into it. Oh, man. Does anyone have a favorite part? Oh, yeah. Ironically or not? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me go back to my thing here. I'm gonna, let me go I'm back just, to my list. I'm going to let y'all three talk. 
and I'm. I I did not call any of these favorable. I called them notable. Okay. Uh, the opening credits, which are literally yes. a weird. Josh, you described it perfectly last night. Well, what was it? It was a human Rube Goldberg machine. <laughs> where, <laughs> where through a series of just random events, the most inexplicably stupid things just continue to happen. A woman in a sexy dress walks by who would come in later to the actual story, which not makes a forces a man to fall over, releasing toy penguins everywhere. One of these penguins catches fire and uh, you know, one of the guys falls over, knocks over a series of phone boots. Then one of those <clears throat> flaming penguins catches the attention of a, a assistant dog for a blind man. Mm-hmm. And that dog takes off, and so the blind man just walks straight into a manhole. Yep. <laughs> and and uh, it just gets crazier and crazier until finally a guy wrecks his car into a fire hydrant and starts drowning inside his own car. Because that car is perfectly sealed from top to <laughs> bottom is. to where no water escaped out of it. It is. And then at that point, <laughs> and then at that point, Clark Kent emerges, sees some, you know, some bad stuff's going on, has uh, what has to be, I think, the funniest yet of all of his costume changes because he goes inside a photo booth and a little kid comes up like or like two seconds later and goes, Mommy, can I take a photo in the photo booth? And puts <laughs> his coin in and you see snap, 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 snap. And then you see Superman come out of the photo booth and the kid goes, Whoa, it's Superman! And Superman goes, looks down and he sees the photo con and there's like a series of four photos of him changing from Clark Kent to Superman. Looking and, directly into the camera for each. Yes, <laughs> and he he rips off all of them, but the Superman one, and gives the kid the Superman one, and takes the rest <laughs> and puts it in his trunks, and then goes and saves that guy. And it's just it, and over all of it is bad. Is the credits oh. in the style that the way they were in Superman one and two, where they just go like zooming onto the screen? Yeah, but it so doesn't fit because no. it's not outer no. space. It's it's a it's a series of you know comedic events. It's so weird. It's but, not comedic. But like it's well no, comedic is a generous term there. It's a series of it's events intended to intended be. to be funny and it was uh, for me uh bad. Unintentionally oh. funny because I started laughing my butt off. That's the key part it. of this movie. Cuz I'm the same with you. It is unintentionally funny. Yes. Every time I laughed I don't think I was supposed to, but I did. We didn't even really mention that the movie opens with Richard Pryor before the credits, oh yeah, at the at a, at an unemployment, unemployment agency, office. and he's out of jobs, and he by chance gets a a cigarette case, a cigarette package that has an advertisement for uh, Websco, which uh, advertises that you can become a computer programmer and make your fortune because computer programming was hot in the eighties. Um, another notable scene is everything with Jerk Superman, uh, Petty. Uh, vandalism jerk Superman is the best. <laughs> he goes and knocks over the leaning, pushes the leaning of Tower Pisa, excuse me, back to straight, <laughs> which offends an Italian man who sells tchotchkes by the side of the road. It also offended me. And throws on the ground. Then he goes to the Olympics, Garrett. To I, the yeah, Olympics. I was there. And you know what? I wasn't zoned out during that. When did he go to the Olympics? They were running the flame up to the it was thing. So, uh, Josh, and he like, did he sneeze out the you, flame? No, no. He, he genuinely, I he genuinely got bored and blew it out right as the guy was about to light the ceremony flame. You got to watch the scene because no, you don't. It's actually you don't need it, to. As far as like, like the movie's bad. Don't get me wrong. But as far as like comedically timed, it's perfect because they have this guy who's the announcer for the Olympics go and. Now in the final stretch, the ceremonial Olympic flame arrives at its cherished home. This journey that began 7,000 miles ago, four days, eight, you know, whatever. It goes on this big list. The guy finally gets to the top. He raises the flag. Everybody cheers. Superman's like on a light rig and he's just like bored watching. And then he goes and blows it out right as the guy's lowering. And the guy just looks around like, uh, 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 uh. and everybody goes home the UN is threatening sanctions against Superman it's bad. so over the top and so, so stupid <laughs> and so bad. funny to oh. me <laughs> one of these days that word's gonna be right it's every time it I say it it is bad <clears throat> but don't get me wrong I had a blast laughing my butt off the whole time it's so it's, this is a movie that's so bad it's good um I think the actual fight between 
or Superman's little internal struggle fight between Clark Kent and Superman is actually pretty Garrett interesting. Garrett has to at least scene. admit that you liked the idea of that. No, you just like the premise of I that was going to say, I very much enjoyed the idea of this synthetic kryptonite that they created. So mm-hmm. they created kryptonite in the lab because they figured out, uh, or they remembered the interview where Superman just willingly offered the uh, his weakness. Because, you know, why not? Yeah. Um, and they were like, oh, let's make some. So they made it in the lab. So it's not going to be perfect there was some kind of unknown chemical that they had and the idea of a synthetic kryptonite that has this adverse effect on superman is a great idea too bad they f***ed it up (laughs) why because the you don't like the effect being that it makes him into a jerk no i like that idea oh the movie's bad oh yeah the movie is bad it's just a shame they couldn't do it well during the scene where where superman and clark kent are fighting we we watched it and spent most of it wondering if it was metaphorical or if somehow they did split into two people and we're now fighting it out because it wasn't made clear yeah at all yeah. until the ending right well, really, so the moment I realized it was metaphorical was when Clark Kent burst through the the trash compactor because obviously Clark Kent could not do that. Yeah. Right. And then he choked out Superman and Superman disintegrated and then it was 100% clear. See, but before that, it's like, see, whoa, why are they t- has, has it become such a jerk that he split into another person? Yeah, so I don't want to ruin it for you because I choose to believe the same thing you uh, interpreted, which oh, is that it's an internal struggle. I'm just gonna say, Josh. I have no confirmation one way or the other, but I guarantee you, this movie was not thought about on that le- on that high of a level. Well, <laughs> they were like, "What if Superman just fights himself?" Yeah, great. He splits into two. Uh, I choose to interpret it as being an internal struggle, struggle, which makes it a lot better of a scene and ran- kind of a strangely uh, good scene in the midst of a pretty bad movie. Uh, if you take that uh, interpretation. Uh, but the best one has to be the one Josh uh, retweeted on Twitter, where tr- <laughs> Richard Pryor falls off a building and survives of his own volition, like with no help from Superman. He just skis yeah, down the side of a building. Yeah, he skied down a skyscraper. And then he landed on the street and was like, huh. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was really funny, because seriously, moments after that, I just happened across someone else tweeting that yeah. clip on Twitter, and it felt serendipitous, and I had to share it. They, that that particular critic called it the best scene in any superhero movie. He's wrong, and it's, it's hard really, to it's hard to argue with it's, that. It's fascinating that it was ever made. This movie fascinates me that it was ever made in any in any way. Um, to sort of like talk about what exactly the movie does, like you said, Richard Pryor's like an idiot savant computer programmer who's. I don't even know if he's an idiot savant. He's a total he's an idiot. He's an idiot, but somehow he's good at these computer things. He doesn't even know how he's good at it. He's just capable of doing it. And did you guys? So did you guys figure out? I told you last week that this is the premise to the uh, premise to Office Space. Did yeah. you get it? Yeah. yeah is it salami slice? Yeah, salami is where you take like, oh, there's this half cent that they don't use in everybody's check because every you know the taxes are based on percentages. So there's like a half cent on every check that gets left off. Where does that go? Oh, it goes into like just a big bank somewhere. Nobody knows. And he. Re- reroutes it to himself which is they mention in office space like dude isn't that the premise to superman 3 yeah. and yes it is so this one should be colon superman 3 colon office space um, <laughs> there's a lot of just weird it's super campy um my uh my uh letterbox review which i got on letterbox uh, it's about time thanks to you guys i think it was after our conversation with superman 2 I said Superman 3 is one half run-of-the-mill Richard Pryor movie and one half campy Superman film. And for me, the two parts come together to make a so-bad-it's-good type film. It's just really weird, and I don't know what's going on. Superman 1 and 2 took the source material really seriously, and for me, were kind of dull. I didn't get to see Josh's version of Superman 2, but Superman 1 and 2 were really dull to me. As classic and pioneering as they were, I was bored a lot watching those movies and i know you too were garrett or you were too garrett oh yeah this one i and wasn't bored i one, was angry this one did not take the source <laughs> material seriously at all and was way more entertaining i was having mm. like i was actually bummed when clark went back to metropolis because i was like oh can he stay in smallville and keep doing dumb stuff keep forgetting like i liked when he was jerk superman and he goes she goes there's a truck about to fall off a bridge and he goes i'll get there in time i always do why don't you sit on the sofa and he like creeps in on her really bit, really big. 
And uh, and then he has like a moment of like, wait a minute, what am I doing here? He goes off and they get there, and it's actually kind of a cool set piece because they like jo- they legit dropped a truck off of a bridge, and I was like, well, that's kind of a big, like they didn't they didn't CG that, and that's like a mm-hmm. real stunt they had to set up. Uh, Andrew, did you have a favorite part? My favorite part was when I fell asleep. About, <laughs> and you dreamed about a better an, movie? About an, <laughs> about, about an hour into it. And then I uh, I don't know how many can fall asleep this one. And I realized I was asleep for about 20 minutes and I scooted back. And I'm like, you know, I really enjoyed that nap. That was a good nap. <laughs> so one of my favorites has got to be <laughs> when um, Gus has been given the mission to, you know, hack and so he gets drunk with the other guy. With the, the security guard. This, he gets drunk with the security guard and just like starts hacking yeah. at random. And the series of hacks that he does, like this computer is somehow hooked to a single ATM and starts spitting out money yeah. for one guy. Um, but the best one, yeah. the best one of all, is when he hacks, into is the, when he hacks the traffic yes. system and this one intersection is like... <laughs> Lights changing, lights changing, and people have, like, forgotten how <laughs> to live, and they're just like, ur, 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 stop going. But then we get a close-up of the crosswalk light where, the, you know, there's the green go at the top and the red or red at the top and the green go at the bottom, and the green guy becomes animated. <laughs> yes. Crawls up into the, 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 the stop <laughs> sign and starts punching... The stop guy. And they started fighting. As a cartoon. <laughs> Somebody tell me that that writer was high. There was no <laughs> there was no one supervising this script. It was just whatever they thought of, they did. This whole scene. I have mm-hmm. issues. I have whole issues from the moment well, we, it starts that. to the yes. moment it ends. But this one in particular, because, oh, like, really? everything happens so instantaneous. So before that happens, there's another scene where Richard Pryor is hacking into something, and he, like, jacked up some dude's electricity bill from, from something, and it was, like, crazy expensive. But he immediately got the bill. Yeah. As Richard Pryor is hacking into yeah. this thing. Yeah. It's yeah. like it immediately printed out the bill. And then he looked at it and shoved a fruit oh, in his wife's face for no reason. Like, I forgot about that. What My, the actual hell? Mickey, what a weird thing Mickey to do. laughed really hard at that because she didn't have any idea of what was going on. <laughs> it was really crazy. Well, it's the writing to this is so incredibly bad. Bad. Yeah. yeah ah, see, there we go. Yeah. No, it's it's bad. But like, it's like the writers who are David and Leslie Newman mm-hmm. just. It was just like they were sitting right across from each other and writing, and they were just like, oh, what if you did this? Oh, that's funny. I'll put it in there. And they wrote it, and that's what they that's what ended get, up on screen. You get the, it made them laugh, probably. Oh, yeah. But not. It made David laugh several years later. <laughs> Nobody else has ever laughed. But, uh, uh, yeah, you get the real impression, too, that there's like a, they're really afraid of computers. Yeah. I like computers of the future. There's a all they need is a man who knows how to control them, and they can control the weather. Like what? <laughs> you can't control the weather with a satellite that's not even designed to do anything remotely like it. What do you think <laughs> meteorologists have been doing all of these years? I think they just look at like no, they're controlling the weather. Oh, okay, it's a lot. Maybe the well, maybe you and I know different no different weather man. I uh, another thing I got to talk about is also related to animation. At the end of the movie, there's a kind of big climactic battle mm-hmm. between Superman and some missiles, where they have they the bad guys have gotten into the ultimate computer room of I guess the weather satellite. No, no, no. This, this is, is actually the one that Richard, the, uh, Pryor, Richard Pryor had him design yes. a supercomputer. Yeah, you're right. And um, it can do anything you want because well, that's was, how computers work. It can work. do everything a computer can do and a thousand things a regular computer can't. I think it can yeah. cook you a it pot was, of mac and cheese because was that's how computers work. Hey. It was originally supposed to be Brainiac, but the oh. studio said that they didn't like that idea, so they had to change it. Oh, why to would they want to have just a good idea? computer? That's exactly. They tried to like get some influence from the comics here, and they could, and they wouldn't. And the studio was like, "No, that sounds boring." So they turn on the missile system and they're start they're starting to fire rockets at Superman, which one um, you should know is pointless because Superman is not damaged by missiles, but they yep. did it anyway. And two, try. for some reason, this missile defense system is a video game. Yes, where the the onboard computer 
is literally a video game. It has a animated image of Superman and animated images of missiles. And when the missile hits, you get a score. There's a <laughs> there's a running total score on the bottom. Right. And then when it was over, it flashed game over on the screen. And I could not even figure out a world where they thought that that was... It's like, it's not... It's not comic enough to be funny. Right. Intentionally. And it's also in a movie that is so dumb that I sincerely wonder if they might think that's how it is yeah. in real life. Yeah, like they just don't know. I can't I can't figure out why that decision was made. Especially because you found out that they actually hired Atari yeah. to make those graphics. Yeah, right? Atari the company actually they spent designed the good whole thing. Money on this sequence. Well, they spent money on it. I don't know how good it was. I mean, I'm sure they paid Atari something. Yeah. I when think, they could have not. I think Atari would end up reusing the assets or something else. But they, well, the, the only other thing I can think of that like actually reused this type of plot scenario was was uh, the movie Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. A few years. Oh ago, yeah, yeah, 1994. Yeah. Okay. Whenever they were coming down the they were coming down the uh, the river and Colonel Guile starts boom, 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 blowing everything up and starts firing everything. I just what a dumbass premise. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't. It's just so silly, and it's silly was a really good word for the overall description of this movie because it is silly. It's just silly and absurd and weird. And I got a good kick out of it because I was really not even expecting. I was expecting it to be bad and boring. But this was bad and boozy. And oh. yeah, this was bad and just ridiculous. It really does, like, if you paired this with uh, sort of Batman 66 with Adam West, which is, I feel like is a lot more intentional yes, with its comedy, it's campy on purpose it works. And, it's, and you can tell. It works. I feel like isn't. I feel like this is unintentional, but, like, it, if you get a little bit, if you have a few here, you're not going to care. Yeah, it's true. Let's talk about, okay, so I didn't like this part. but I didn't like any part. No, I didn't. <laughs> um, but I liked this one less. Too. Um, <laughs> I might say you're one of your least favorite. One scenes. of my all of the least favorite scenes um, was when the when it opened up. I have many questions about why they were playing bingo in the Daily Planet. I also have a question yeah, they about were giving away. A, they were giving away a trip to Colombia for a one-off joke. <laughs> when I that also, guy shows up and he gets rained on, he goes, "Stupid Daily Bugle sent me to a place when it was raining." I also have a question about why. Clark thought it would be a good idea <laughs> to write a story about going back to his hometown of another state mm-hmm. for a metropolis thing, and yeah. he's going to go to Kansas. I also have a question about why everyone seemed to be very surprised that he was invited to his high school reunion. Like The whole premise of, of him wanting to write the story is because he got invited to his high school reunion. And he was like, I think it's a great story, Chief. And she and Lois Lane was like, why is it? What? What great story? What? What? Oh, Clark has been uh, invited to his uh, uh, high school reunion. They all went, oh, that's a normal thing. I think they were making fun of him. Like, I don't think good for you, Clark. That is a good story idea. It could. Why don't you leave? That makes none of us like you. They all like Clark. And then, so Lois goes to Clark's the Andrew the of the of the of the Daily Planet. They go to uh, uh, she, he goes back to Smallville and runs into Lana Lame or whatever her uh, name Lang. is, yeah. Lang, yeah. Yeah. like Scott Lang. Yeah, they had to have some kind of why they name her that. Like I just I hate it. I well, really that's do. The name, that, I did find out that is an original comic name. Yeah. Ugh. So at least they didn't create it for this movie. Yeah, well, that's an original that's yeah, original character. Not that just means she was the in comic Superman is one. bad. Uh, yeah, well, I remember. Before we even get to that, well, there's also, though, for some reason, they sent Jimmy Olsen with him. Yep. Why? Yeah. And then he never showed up. And then he, yeah, exactly. Well, he, he was in the hospital, he right? He didn't do Yeah, anything. he broke his femur or something. It was like he was there just to be uh, injured in the fire. Yeah. yeah. And he, it didn't serve a story purpose no. to have him be injured. No. Superman already had people mm-hmm. to rescue. Right. right. So... Yeah, I don't know. Somebody don't really know. wanted to work with Jimmy Olsen. And for, for this reason. particular story, Clark didn't need a photographer. Not no. really. Like, he could have taken a couple photos himself. He didn't right. need a professional on-staff Brought back photos. Who knows? Well, um, and so in that part, you had mentioned earlier one of Superman's more ridiculous changing scenes 
of going into the photo booth oh, yeah. picture. So in this one, there is a fire, and Jimmy's like wanting to go take pictures of this fire. So he sneaks into the fire by hiding behind a fire truck that's turning into the thing. But also in front of a police officer who clearly and looks at him, him crouching behind the thing yeah. and just watches him and goes <laughs> and just back to his cop and then I don't know if it's the same cop or a different cop but then there's a cop in a police car and Clark gets into the police car with the cop yeah. changes yeah, into Superman, Superman and gets out and then the cop is like Huh? What was that? No. It's okay. A, and then goes back. No. No. Why are these movies this bad? It's actually a really good change too, because like it's a, uh, it's 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 even faster than Garrett describes it, because he like opens the door, gets in, shuts the door. Like the second that the uh, the one door shuts, the door on the other side of the car opens, and he comes out as Superman. So it's like he changed in like one second. So it's kind of a cool. It's just an editing thing, but it's just a really cool effect of just like. Like, and he's Superman all of a sudden. Well, and, and <laughs> I did like that. And I love that, yeah, that guy who's probably like a, an extra was like, they were probably like, okay, now don't watch Olsen. Don't watch the guy playing Jimmy when it happens. And he's So watch like, the guy playing Jimmy. Okay. Okay. I got it. I got it, Jimmy. I got it. Nah. No, no, no. Don't do that. It? Okay, watch it. I got it. Okay, good. No, I'm going to watch it. To reshoot it, we got to bring the whole truck back around. Just leave it. Just leave it. Also, this whole part of this movie was very for, uh, foreshadowing into Back to the Future. Yes, um, it, it was. was. Enchantment I, under the sea dance boat, yeah, basically. I was, had a, so, I was so happy about that. I was so... Why? Well, not happy, per se. Because now it's implanted in my brain that Back to the Future stole this from this <laughs> shitty-ass movie. And I love Back to the Future. And I don't need that in my life. It's so weird. Because, yeah, it, does, it took me completely out of the movie. Like, Clark, like, I think, Josh, you mentioned earlier, he's totally dressed yeah, like George like McFly. And he starts dancing like a doofball to like a regular, to like a, you know, a fast paced song. And then they start dancing to Earth Angel. Earth Angel itself shows up. And then they have their own crappy biff. And if you look, you can see Marty McFly in the scene. It's terrible. It's terrible. It was, it was eerie. It was very eerie. I don't understand how. And it's in a gym, so. What? It's in a gym and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, I don't know how uh, how class reunions were in the in the eighties, but it seems weird to me that they would recreate a high school dance at the, at it. You know? Yeah, I don't know. They we did not do that for my ten year reunion. Also, why? I mean, why was there a portrait of Clark on the wall? Yeah, I did, there's just no indication that he was like a standout in order to have earned a. a Right. A giant portrait of himself on the wall. Yeah, there seem to be portraits of a lot of people, but Clark's is really big. Yeah. Is it cause, just because he became a reporter for the Daily Planet? And it, it, that just didn't seem enough. Yeah. To justify, I mean, I guess... How many kids went to this school? Yeah. Enough to have a football team, but is that? Uh, but it, that doesn't have to be that many. I was just glad Smallville, Kansas actually looked like Kansas this time and not the mountains of Toronto. That's true. <laughs> That's true. During the, uh, during the fire, Superman runs across a chemical that uh, is highly corrosive when it heated up, which ends up, say, which ends up, I didn't even realize when it was happening, ends up being foreshadowing to how he ultimately defeats the supercomputer. Because the supercomputer has, like, a, the ability to actually recreate real kryptonite and is, like, uh, whooping Superman's butt for like a extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Superman is getting beamed by this kryptonite beam over and over and over again. Finally, when he gets away, he flies all the way back to Kansas, grabs this, uh, grabs some of this acid, brings it back, and the computer heats it up so much that it starts exploding all over itself. Yeah, eventually dies. So, I have questions for you, Sir David. Okay. Of Supermandom. Oh, Max before we part? do though, I don't want to skip over. Superman totally nails a chick in this movie. Uh, he does as full on Superman, but it's just glossed right over. Yeah, it's a, shame. Well, it's a family movie. It is a family movie. That's why they cut it off when they started making out. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Sorry. Your no. question, Garrett. So you're you know Superman. I do know more Superman. than most of us. Yeah. This bad guy here, yes. either one, Richard Pryor or the not Richard Pryor, mm-hmm. are they real in the yeah. comic lore? 
So they didn't pick think... anybody from a bad guy's standpoint that was in the comics for this movie. Uh, if they have become characters since this film, I, that I wouldn't know. But they weren't Lord based on anything. It they was... may have made them up after the it fact. It was my understanding they were created for this film, too. I Why would they do that? Essentially. Because nothing they've done makes sense with this creative team. That's, that's true. That's what's so wild about this it. Creative... This creative team is so, like, it seems like they're anti-everything Superman has been. Yes. And they wanted to change it. When it had worked for decades as it was. Right. Yeah. They wanted to do something totally. Now, here's when Richard a, now, Donner wanted to wanted to maintain like the integrity of Superman, they fired him. Yeah. He was asking too much. And these guys that came in, they wanted to now, would this have been Lex Luthor? I don't know why they just didn't recast Gene Hackman. For some reason they thought I guess it was too much, but Gene Hackman didn't end up doing this project, so they created an entirely new character named uh, something Webster. Ross Webster. Ross Webster. A villainous multimillionaire is how he's described on on the Wikipedia entry, which is exactly mm-hmm. Lex Luthor. So, like, why 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 did they do this? Mm-hmm. And then, as far as Richard Pryor is concerned, the whole thing stems from the director, or not the director, but like the person who like bought the rights to the Superman franchise, yeah, or the IP or whatever, saw Richard Pryor on a talk show say that he loved Superman 2 or Superman 1 or something like that. And he goes, oh, we got to get him in the next Superman movie. And that's like the whole gestation of it. They and like, like crea- created a whole character just for him to play just so he could be in a Superman movie. I'm sure you'll get into he said in he didn't a little bit when we reveal some box office numbers. But just for a tease, there is no reason to believe that Richard Pryor star power helped this movie at all. No, no. No, no. If if Superman, heard it. Superman and Richard Pryor were both not good draws for this whole thing. So yeah, they created two entirely different characters. But I, can I say something uh, as while we're talking about Superman uh, yeah. as a, in a general sense? Nah. The weird thing is, you guys are going to scoff. The weird thing is, this could be considered Uh-oh. a very accurate comic book movie because. This movie's actually for the fairly 80s? well. No, well for the for the sixties. Oh, yeah. this movie's fairly accurate to the really silly, campy, over the top comics of the sixties for DC. Like, if you just Google, you guys both have computers. If you just Google weird, silly Superman covers, there's some really weird stuff that comes up. Superman with like a lion's head. Superman where he can't stop crying. Superman, I had I Superman took, with the lion's head is actually what uh, wow. Disney was trying to do with the new Lion King this year, but uh, oh, I didn't open that. couldn't get the rights That's to it. That's what I'm telling. You. I've already found the two ton the two ton Superman where he is very large. He becomes a fat man. Here's Superman riding uh, an aircraft carrier anti aircraft gun. <laughs> oh Batman yeah, with Batman and Robin. Yeah, I've seen um, that one. What's he doing in this one? Oh, here's uh, he's, Superman sweeping the floor. Cinderella, Cinderella. There's a great one where Superman is uh, preventing uh, Lois Lane and other civilians from drinking water. I like that one a lot. Don't drink the water. Oh yeah, here it is. S- Lois calls oh, out Superman. Lion head. Superman, we're dying of thirst. You must let us drink. Nobody gets a drop. It's like really weird stuff. Yeah, here's Superman. He's not has to clean up garbage. There's one so, where he's where he's doing the Nazi salute. Is he run across that of, one? Uh, this is one of Superman with the lion's head. It's the cover, and yeah. it's, he's talking to Lois. Yeah. And he says, yes, Lois, I'm Superman, but a strange fate has changed my form. Now you and I must act out a modern version of Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> and it says, and then above it, it says featuring the lion, the lady, the lady and the lion. Yeah. Uh, what a stupid comic. There's <laughs> one where, uh, where the, there's this one, like, Superman takes Lois to court, and Batman is her defendant. Like her defending lawyer, and he says, "I'm the world's greatest detective, and yet I can't find evidence that Lois didn't kill this person." <laughs> it's well, anyway. So what I'm trying to point, say but is, none of those are dumber than uh, Superman. Let's stop the coffee thief. Superman <laughs> is so had a had a really weird like a time period where Superman and Batman, and honestly, all comics in like the late '50s and '60s were just weird camp nonsense, and that's why people have this. That's why a lot of people develop this sense of they're for kids and they're. You know, silly, and they're and they're not really like a serious art form. So, like, yeah. there's a sense that like when these people are creating this, they're not necessarily being totally inaccurate to some of the source material. It's just a shame that there's better source material yeah, the, the that is a lot better and more interesting. Well. Just like with Batman '66, that is camp done well. Right. That is an enjoyable film. You don't watch it and go, "This is stupid," because <laughs> you get it. This is stupid, but, Andrew. But this is also uh, just a. 
add a little bit to that. But this is also in the different times because, like, we're we're in the early 1980s. When was this movie made? 83. Yeah, it before came out in 83. I'll tell you that. And before if that's where you're going. And before Back to the Future. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so 1983 was when this movie came out. Yeah. We're we we've just got out gotten out of the uh, of uh, the new Hollywood era. Right. And we're and I guess they're exploring whatever they can. And they're kind of, it, it is kind of a throwback to 60s camp, 60s camp films, maybe. Yeah. It just mm-hmm. doesn't work. No, it doesn't work at all. Mo- films had moved on a little bit from this oh, type yeah. of movie, and it was just really, and I think that's why it's so jarring. It's hard to say that people didn't like it, because not that many people even went to see it. No. <laughs> so. It wasn't, I mean, it was a hit. It did, it did make a profit, not by any consideration. Just because it makes a profit doesn't make it a hit. Well, I mean, it was a hit by box office standards. Nobody liked it. So no, I also had questions about the ending. Why did Richard Pryor just get off so easily? He created this computer that tried to kill Superman. Yeah, he did all of these bad things. He was the one that gave uh, Superman the, the kryptonite. He is the one that stole all those half cents and made all that money. And then at the end of the movie, he's flying with Superman, uh, which was a lot better than the flying scene with. Superman and Lois Lane from the first one. Yeah, it's true. But it was still dumb. And then they were just like best buddies all of a sudden. And it was like, that's okay. You stole millions of dollars and tried to kill me, but it's all right, buddy. And he gets him a job shoveling coal. Well, he doesn't. No, he doesn't take that job. He goes, I'll just walk seven miles to the bus stop. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it's weird. He has like a change of heart, and I guess that's enough for Superman. But, like, uh, you know, Steady New York's a little bit more hard notice. So I don't know uh, how that's going to work out for him. Um, no, it's weird. It's a really weird, dumb, silly movie. Yeah. In All the, right. In the words of Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor delivered the line of this movie for me near the end. <laughs> what do you say? Hit us. What the hell is going on? Yeah. <laughs> there, that was one of the times where I said, man, I need a gif of that. There's yep. a lot of times I needed a gif. Okay. This movie sucks. Let's talk about box offices. Okay. Box office <laughs> stats real quick. Uh, there's actually some data for this one this week. So Superman 3 debuted June 17th, way back in 1983. It finished number two with a three-day opening of $13 million. Also in the top ten that week, opening at number one was Return of the Jedi. Well, not opening at number one. It was actually in its fifth week. So at number one, it was Return of the Jedi. Number two, Superman. Number three was Porky's 2 the next day, (laughs) which made $7 million. Uh, Number... Uh, four was Twilight Zone the movie. Nice. Which made $6 million. And at number five, we had Trading Places, which made $5 million. Great movie. At number six in its third week was Octopussy, Kay. James Bond. Uh, at number seven, War Games. At number eight, The Survivors, which also debuted that weekend. At number nine, Flashdance. And at number ten, another sequel. It's... Psycho 2. Well, I yawned during that. (laughs) Because all those movies... Except for Return of the Jedi. There's a couple good in there, but yeah, Yeah. a lot of them are... It's uh, Uh, Superman 3 would go on to make uh, $59 million uh, in the United States and the UK. Those are the only places it was released. Uh, It would finish as the 12th highest grossing film of 1983. Do you guys want to take a shot at number one for 1983? I got to guess it's Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, it is Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Which, uh, based on these numbers here, made $250 million in 1983. Also in the top 10 for 83, Terms of Endearment, Flashdance, Trading Places, War Games, Octopussy, Sudden Impact, Staying Alive, Mr. Mom, and ooh, Risky Business. The film that launched was, Tom Cruise. Was, uh, Justin Connery of, still Bond for no, Octopussy? No. Who was Bond no. by then? Roger Moore. Okay. Roger Moore by Roger Moore. Moore. Gotcha. Just in front of Superman, because I said it was number 12, just in front of it was National Lampoon's Vacation. So, there A lot go. better movie. Yep. There was a lot of better options in that year. Wow. Scarface also came out that year. Alright. Scarface wasn't in the top ten? Scarface was not in the hang on, I gotta get back to it now. Wow. The world Chico. Surprises me a little bit. That's nineteen eighty one. Let me as get much back. As, as much as people talk about Scarface and people like it. I think it developed much more of a following in home video. Uh, uh, make sure I read that right. Uh Superman never said yeah, Scarface. 
What's the difference? Scarface 1983. It's got to be the Al Pacino one. Yep, it is. Hoo-ah! Hoo-ah! Cujo came out that year, too. That's a good And uh, that's pretty much it. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of other good movies that came out in 1983, but we won't drill, drone on on that. I... It's the sixth highest grossing film starring Superman out of seven, so that's not great. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give you one to guess which one we'll be soon reviewing, the, la- the one in last place. Uh, next week and uh, <laughs> that's pretty much it I mean it's pretty much the last when it comes to all the categories of Superman it's towards the bottom mm. so cool nothing too special um, I don't remember who runs the game again I think it's no it's not Andrew it's one of ran. you two is you or David I didn't win I haven't I won in a while you. oh did I win yeah oh then I'm gonna run the game then woo surprise Michaels. so this is going to be the Rotten Tomato score for Superman 3. We are going to guess it. Um, Zero. It's going to be so low. I mean, go ahead and start making guesses. I've got it ready for you. And then I'll read the consensus. All right. I will start off and say that it is a 42. Okay. I was going to say 30. Okay. Oh, my God. I just... No matter what I say, is going to be higher than what I want to say. <laughs> uh, I don't know. 20. Okay. All right. all right. We're all covering different aspects here. 20, 30, I said 42. 40, 42. Yeah. 20, 30, 42. When not overusing sight gags, Slapstick and Richard Pryor, Superman 3 resorts to plot points rehashed from the previous Superman flicks. That's hard to read. <laughs> That does not really give much of an opinion. It doesn't. You know, there is one standout element of this thing, and I think it still is Christopher Reeves. I thought he was really good. Yeah, he's fine. I thought the subtlety between uh, Good Superman and Bad Superman was really good. Almost so that I thought it was a different guy for a second. Anyone want to choose a guess? I'll stay. I'm going to go with 25. I'm going to say... I'll say I'm just going to move right up to 45. So you went up? Yeah, twenty. They seem to. They seem to. There seemed to be a, a positive upswing at the end of that. Twenty, twenty-five. You, forty-five. Right. The Rotten Tomato score of I'll Superman it's Three be like seventeen. Twenty-six. Ah. So Andrew wins high. with one point off. Not the, bad, Andrew. The I'm audience. Amazed. Audience score is. I'm not. I feel like you done synced it. The audience score is twenty-three. <laughs> twenty-three. Twenty-three. I'm just mad you prices right at me. 167,000 reviews. How many? 167,000. Wow, that's a lot of reviews. Yeah, for the audience. 47 critics reviews. 47 critics yeah. reviews? So yeah. you feel like you could read one or two of those. Yeah. What was the audience score? 23. Oh, yeah, I agree with that one. Yeah, it's pretty 23. spot on. 23. It's still a little high. The Associated Press said Superman 3 may be the saddest disappointment of the summer movie season. Yeah, that's for true. I wasn't even alive and I agreed. Uh, the Washington Post said, Christopher Reeve, the ongoing justification for the series is no longer contractually obligated after this episode, and his liberation comes <laughs> not an installment too soon. Man, that's a really uh, modern uh, sort of take on a Superman. I feel like I didn't realize they discussed ideas like contracts and stuff back then in their reviews. And Roger Ebert, and we all love Roger Ebert said it's a cinematic comic book, shallow, silly, filled with stunts and action without much human interest, and that was a rotten review. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, there you have it. What would we... Uh, Andrew will be running next time for Superman 4 Quest for Peace. What would we give this movie out of um, five coffee beans? <laughs> <laughs> one. One coffee bean. One from coffee. Andrew. I agree with one coffee bean. <laughs> So I said Superman 1 Just because I laughed a few times. Superman 1 and 2 took the source material very seriously, and they were dull. This one did not take it seriously at all, and it was entertaining. I loved it. One and a half stars. <laughs> I loved it. 1.5. <laughs> one and a half copy me. I don't want to give it I'm any. I'm shocked that you're thinking about it still, and you didn't just say zero. It's because I don't want to give it any, but like I'm not. Well, I have to give it something. It exists. Was it more entertaining than a blank screen for the same amount of time? No. That's what then I think you have justification for zero. <laughs> <laughs> if you would actually rather watch a blank screen, no, I'll give it a one. I'm okay. not gonna. I'm not quite gonna say it's like I'm. So 
I'm going to modern times right now and giving like comparing it to um oh that terrible movie with Rebel Wilson and Anne Hathaway that I oh, saw. Oh, ha- The Hustle. Yeah, that's the only movie I've given a half star. Was and I don't think this that is it, better than I the hustle? think this is better than that. Ooh. Only only because there were moments Again, what I talked about was that the first two of these movies bored me. Mm-hmm. I can't say that I was bored in this movie for the first half. I was just so stunned by what was happening and angry. So I had an emotion that wasn't boredom. <laughs> and then the second half was boredom. So for that split moment of at least some kind of emotion, it gets one star. <laughs> cool. Well, better than the hustle. It. That's what you All should right. put on this letter. This is better than the hustle from <laughs> that is <laughs> that is Superman three. We will be back next week with Superman four: The Quest for Peace. I think we're actually all going to try to watch this one as a group, which yes. is rare. Yes. And just for a tease, Superman four has been named one of the worst films ever made. (laughs) What's worse than this? Yes. I'm not going to survive, y'all. I'm not going to be here. One of the worst films ever made. Okay, so I'm I'm going to tease it a little more. I love really bad crap. we've talked about um, we're going to do, in addition to Superman 4, we're going to lump in uh, Superman Returns. Right. And with this franchise, because it's connected in some way, shape, or form, correct, Josh? Yeah. You've done yeah, the research on that. Yeah, it's a spiritual sequel, Superman Returns is. Okay. To the Donner Cut. However, Superman it, <laughs> in, in the same way that Halloween did, it retcons the other sequels. I'm fine with that. And goes back to, I think it's a sequel to episode, is, episode I think it's a sequel to Superman 2. Is right. that movie the Donner good? Donner Cut, specifically. Yes. It is? Wait, what? I, it, what? Sorry. Is uh is Superman Returns good? Am I gonna like it? I like. Y- I don't know if you're gonna like it because you don't like Superman. I don't like Superman. as a rule. Yeah. You probably it's, won't like it, but it's, uh, not, it's better. But than, it's not bad. It's I want to like than, one of these movies. It's better than all these movies we've watched, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that too. Oh God. It will have a very awkward space in it. I think it's the best Superman movie of them all. Even the yeah. Jack Snyder versions. But I don't like those either. I know yeah, you don't that's like Superman movies, but I'm saying a lot of people uh, are. Um, they are very misled in like Man of Steel. <laughs> I don't that know is that many a people poor are. choice. Some, some people are. are. Some people are. I don't I know. Think... I got into a fight with somebody on my letterbox who really th- who he really thought it was a critically acclaimed movie. <laughs> I was like, oh no, sir. No, Wait, you B. are very Man wrong. Which, that's a B minus at best. I'm not seeing it, so I can't. Man you of Steel. See Man of Steel? I have not. You know. I need. To. We, we'll record a, a bonus episode with Andrew watching Man of Steel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll record Andrew's reactions. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. It is. It is. I think Superman Returns is is good. I think it is good, but based on knowing you, I watched it. You may not like it for whatever reason. You'll come out of it not like. You got to deal with Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Kevin Spacey's in it. He's he's tough to watch. Brian Singer. There's some Mm -hmm. problematic issues with it that. But I like Brandon Routh. Brandon Routh is yeah. Brandon Routh is good. I think Brandon Routh is a very good Superman. And then who's uh, Lois Lane? Isn't it like Kate Beckinsale or Um, Rachel Bilson or something like that? I wish we could just skip Superman 4 and go to Superman Returns. Well, we're going to miss uh, out on the Kate fun. Kate Bosworth. Kate Bosworth, that's it. Uh, James Marsden is in this movie. You like James Marsden? I do like James Marsden. Yep. Is he Jimmy Olsen? Uh, no, he plays a character named Richard White, mm. who is the nephew of Daily Planet editor Perry White. Played by Frank oh, Copeland. There's a lot of people. Frank Langella is in here. Frank Langella, yeah. Parker Posey. Cal Penn is in it. Oh. Yeah, he Sam, plays. Sam he Huntington. plays like a. He plays like a modernization of Otis, more or less. Not to be confused, mm. but he's not really anything confused. like Otis. And we Otis. get compute. We get CGI Elizabeth Marlon Banks. Brando. So mm. Elizabeth Banks plays basically a modern version of Mrs. Tessmacher. I like Elizabeth Banks, she's great. So all right, well, I have hope for that then. <laughs> Do you? Mm, like that's, minimal. That's what I'm saying, Garrett. It's the good. It's a pretty good film. I, I do, don't know. Is, I do think you'll pick out something really strange and go, "What does this happen?" And then we'll be like stuck. We'll be like, "Well, sorry, Garrett. This whole movie is a why did this happen?" <laughs> That's true. Why did they do it? Why did they? Why did they do? Why did they make like, this movie? There's Superman absolutely three? no why way. Why did they make any part of it? There's I'm, no way. Even in 1983, which was many years ago, Andrew was there. <laughs> there's no way that they could see this and think we did good. We did good right here. This is Head a winner. On the back all like, good job, everyone. No, they saw it and went, "Oh no, <laughs> what have we done? We should have stopped. Why didn't we listen?" 
but that they didn't then, want to. I just like they had I, their heads in I the sand what, and they were convinced this was good. Yeah. No, they are lying. I'm gonna. <laughs> I, I do want. <laughs> they are proud of this. They need to reevaluate everything. I'm gonna tuck in one more thing somebody said too because we talked about it a little bit, but somebody said this on a review I read, which was Superman three is proof that Lester, the director, uh, adhered as best he could to Donner's vision for Superman two. Because when given the reins... What a liar, because I watched given, Donner's vision of Superman 2, when he's, and that, sir, was not says, Donner's vision. He says, when given free reign, he has no clue what to do. And that's that's kind of how I feel about it. Is Did, it like, this fact that, the fact that Superman 2 is even kind of kind of okay I, is, like, is like baffling when you see it like, this is the same guy who directed the last one, and it's so different. I really and truly think that he got confused and thought he was making Dudley do right. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, this is the guy Richard Lester made. Mr. Uh, Richard Lester made two Beatles movies. He made A Hard Day's Night and Help. Those are both beloved comedy movies. How, so how does he seem to also not understand comedy like twenty years later? That's weird. It's very weird. It's weird. Everything before Superman seems to imply that he knows what he's doing. Did he ever work again? Yeah, he worked again. Oh, that's a shame. What did he direct after Superman 3? Um, How did this not tarnish his I'm career? I'm trying to find, like, a... <laughs> Who did 4? He might have done it. I'll, he directed it. a movie called Finders Keepers. He re- he directed a Three Musketeers sequel. He directed a movie called Get Back. Oh, that was a concert film, uh, Paul McCartney concert film. And then I believe he may have retired after that. Well, totally different. Which guy. was about... Give or take ten years after Superman three. Mm, mm. <laughs> mm. I can't believe Paul McCartney let him back into his life. <laughs> he better than that, Paul. Hey, he made him good two good movies before that, so yeah. what are you gonna do? I guess. I guess All right, I've had enough it. of this. I guess that'll do it. I don't want to talk about Superman three anymore. Superman four next we'll week. We'll be back next week with Superman four. Find us online at facebook.com dot so many sequels pod. You can also look us up on Instagram, Twitter, or Letterboxd. And you can listen to our show wherever podcasts are sold. So <laughs> go tell your friends to do that. Yeah. And uh, leave us a rating and review. Yep. Check us out on Patreon as well. Oh, yeah. We got a patron, <laughs> Patreon account. Uh, you know, everybody's got one looking for something. Everybody's looking for something. Right. Until next time. Don't watch Superman 3 for the love of God.